cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to the good stuff. Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindicue, the good news guy. Uh, at the beginning of every show, I get to bring you everything that's happening in the world. Usually I go through the headlines of what's going on in News 24 and um, all the other mainstream media sites. But today I'm not going to do that because we don't concentrate on that sort of news. Not here. Here's uh, where all the good stuff lives and, and that's what it's all about. Um, there's so much to be incredibly inspired by in South Africa and even the world right now. I'm going to give you a bit of a lowdown as to what you can expect on the show today. So Nando's have created the most incredible uh, campaign, which is uh, international. It's so inclusive. Um, it's really, really cool what they've done. Um, a golf caddy is about to get the biggest paycheck of his life uh, after... After a golf, um, golf game, golf match, golf tournament over the weekend, which is quite cool. There is a private school that uh, costs less than government school. We're going to bring you information about Spark Schools, which is it's just good news in South Africa to see the education system changing. Um, and then Woolworths, our favorite Woolies that we go shop at, have uh, taken a product off the shelves because of social media. Social media really does have a way to change things. But also, it's my birth week, um, which is like my birthday, except I celebrate it for seven days at a time. So throughout the show today, uh, Kerry and I are going to be drinking tequila throughout the show. Um, Kerry's here, right next to me. Kerry, are you there? Do we have you here? There we go. There we have you. So we're going to be drinking tequila throughout Ooh, the show. Tequila breakfast. Tequila breakfast. Ooh. And by by the end of the show, I'm sure we're going to be slurring. That's the plan. Because uh, that's the good stuff too, right? Listen, on your birthday. I, I, only need, I only need half a tot maybe to be slurring. Well, then we'll give you I'm small tots. I'm a lightweight. Tots. Small tots. So inspired. So proudly South African. So much of good things. We've got so much to bring you today. Kerry and I will also be bringing you the only good news top charting show in South Africa. It is. Because that's how we roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and today we also bring you a special feature called The Good Deed Show, proudly brought to you by Brand South Africa Play Your Part Initiative. It is said that hunger kills more, th- more people than AIDS, TB and malaria combined. And today's guest believes we can put a stop to the silent killer. He's a businessman, humanitarian, and an agent of change. We have uh, David Brown, marketing manager of JAM, J-A-M South Africa, who will be telling us how we can end hunger in this lifetime. Listen up and get inspired. If you guys want to get involved with the show, it's as easy as going to www.cliffcentral.com where you can tune into all the good stuff. Um, that's the end of our Facebook Live backstage. So head on over to cliffcentral.com to, um, to get involved with the show, everybody. Kerry, we're here. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, it's always that weird sort of transition period on Facebook Live where you have to intro and then you have to post it and then you have to finish it. Multitask. But sure. All the stick. Okay, time for a tequila. Oh my goodness gracious. Why, Brent? Why? <laughs> if you guys want to get involved, uh, give us a call. 0861-555-189. We've also got a WhatsApp hotline. Yes. So you can put this number in your phone and contact us during the show on 079-748-2090. That's 079-748-2097. Uh, 90. Sorry, the last one's a zero. Two zero nine zero. Thanks, Kerry. No and uh, you can also get hold of us on WeChat and on Cliff Central Com on Twitter or Brentland if you <laughs> on Twitter or Kerry Stain on Twitter. We give you all these handles throughout the week. We're going to give them to you later on in the show as well. Kerry, yes. um, so pretty hectic right now in South Africa. It's fire season in Cape Town. It is. 
and that and doesn't it's mean even worse I, now. I mean, it just are these things are they being started on purpose? Do you think? Well, um, they were saying last week that these are all man-made fires, which is which is terrible. Um, so, I mean, they are investigating. There are some investigations going on at the moment, but I don't know if you've seen this morning. Uh, there are gale force southeasterlies that are pretty much blowing people away. Mm-mm. That, uh, I mean, the people in Cape Town are literally holding on to, um, light poles and cars and, uh, yeah, robots. It's quite something to see, but it's a bit scary. I mean, in Joburg as well. Oh. How's this wind? That we're having. Yeah, today, today, if you're in Johannesburg, um, it's like we went to bed in the heat of summer and we all woke up in autumn. Exactly. It's really and it's cold worse. Today. It feels like August. Yeah. But, I mean, for the fires in Cape Town, it's really not helping. So, I just want to say, um, it's incredibly sad to see the fires. And uh, it's also, you know, to see them all over social media yes. and to hear, I mean, they arrested some 14-year-old and all of those things. But I just want to say a massive, massive shout out to all the firemen, all the volunteers, yes. all the people that are working in the emergency services, and even the people that are donating and giving back. And, you know, it's it's a tough, tough season. There was over 100 firefighters mm. fighting the fire on Table Mountain last night. They had to evacuate a whole bunch of homes yeah. from the base of the mountain. And um, those firefighters work straight through the night while, while we're all sleeping. That is really scary. While we're all having a nap, um, they are working straight through the night, which is just hats off to them. Yeah. Hats off to them. They really are working hard. And that's what they do. That's what they do. Uh, Keeping it in Cape Town, um, the Cape to Rio. I know. So the first three yachts have come in. Yes. Um, The first place, yeah, okay. Second place, yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Third place are a bunch of Cape Tonians. Yay. uh, They've come in third, which is really, really, really cool. Look at us again, hey? It's uh, something to be really proud of. I was supposed to go on the trip as well. Yeah. But I couldn't uh, get time off and all of those sorts of things. And it's, I mean, it's really close to holiday time as well. So you would have had an extended holiday. Well, kind of. Well, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. But congratulations to the Cape Tonian team. We're really happy about you guys getting that as well. Mm-hmm. It's super, super, super cool. Other things that are in the news that we need to catch up on. I feel like this is a sports show all of a sudden. We've just spoken about but Cape But that's Korea. okay. That's okay. A 51-year-old local golf caddy is set to get the biggest payout of his career How at 51 awesome years that? old. Um, so he's from Soweto. Yes. His name is Tama Jeffrey mm. Nkonyane. Is that correct? Yes. I hope I've, I hope I've said it right. I hope I've articulated it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Graham Storm's caddy. Graham Storm came second, yes. uh, which means that he pocketed 2.3 million rand. Graham. Graham. Yes. And um, I don't know what the percentage is, but he gives a percentage to his caddy. Yes, he does. And he requested him specifically. He requested him to be his caddy. Is it because over the last three decades, he's carried many bags for some of the favorites? And um, him. And, and him he, as well. It's one he that's that's one of his favorite caddies, and I think his caddy, no, his cat caddy, his uh, usual caddy was on honeymoon. Honeymoon. Yes. Okay. So the caddy was on honeymoon, and he phoned. Uh, he phoned this one. Very cool. To come be his caddy, and I mean, he said during. I mean, he kept him. He kept him on the ball. Man, that's cool. How awesome. So cool. So th- that's sort of trending on social media at the moment mm-hmm. that everybody's talking about it because it's a good news story. It really um, is. It's sad that at 51 he's getting his biggest paycheck, but it's also very cool, right? I suppose it's worthwhile. It's very cool. <laughs> Other things on social media trending big time is Woolworth's egg things. Did you see those boxes? 
I saw them in store. I did too. And you know what? I didn't say anything on social media. I was attracted to them though. I wasn't attracted so to them. So when I know I, I just saw this pile of colorful things and I didn't know what they were. So I walked straight through, like I walked in the front door and straight to the pile of colorful things. And then when I got there, I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Um, okay. Uh, why? <laughs> And I looked, I picked them up and I looked at them and then I put them down. Yeah, well, okay, so for those of you that may not have known or yes. not seen it in store or on social media, um, Woolworths, a giant retailer, uh, decided to get rid of the cardboard boxes that mm. eggs normally come in mm. that are recyclable, that you can throw them into your um, digesters. Into and my child digesters. uses them at school. You can use for them projects. for school, for projects. You can do all sorts of things. They got rid of those cardboardy ones, which are, again, recyclable, 100% biodegradable. You could literally plant it in your garden and it'll mm. be gone in mm. a little while. Mm. Uh, and they replaced it with these brightly colored, like, Lumo green, blue, and pink plastic things that they said was a toy box for kids. Oh. And the whole the whole majority of people on social media were like, hmm. I don't think I need more plastic in my life, no. first of all. Now you've made a six-pack of eggs go up to 36 bucks as well. I know. That was the thing as well. I'm like, because wow, of the packaging. this is a colorful box. And here's the reality. I saw a lot of people on social media. There were some people defending it, and they're like, no, man, it's so cool. If you want a plastic egg holder, go to Plasticland. They make exactly. them already. They really do. They make them already. They're already out there. And tap away. For, for <laughs> me, for me that eats eggs and whatever, I, I like the cardboard. Maybe they should have given us the option. Maybe That's that would a good have been idea, better. But if you were given the option, do you think that they would have had such a hectic backlash? I don't so, think so. No, they wouldn't. And also the other side is who is going to pay 15 rand or double the price of eggs in this economy right now? In January. January is a tough month. It really is. And uh, January, my child has a lot of toy boxes. January <laughs> we're living off crackers and... Yeah, salty crack snacks. Salty crack snacks. Because yeah. it's, uh, it's tough, man. The, the holiday season is and over. This, they've said that this week specifically, especially, is the worst mm. for everybody in terms of finances and trying to get through. We'll be okay. We're yes, in this, we will. We're in this Just, together, guys. <laughs> we're in this together. Those egg boxes. I don't know what toys you're going to fit in there, though. No one Just knows. saying maybe a Lego piece. No one knows. Uh, another business which is trending on social media, but for yes. all good reasons. Of course they are. All Nando's. The time. Yes. So Nando's, South African-based company, they've done great things in South Africa. Their mm. advertising is always on point. Yes. It's usually funny and you can laugh at what they have to say. Um, this time they've created <laughs> an all-inclusive advert for America's inauguration, which is on the, it's on the 20th, 20th yeah. in three days' time. And um, basically it's a hashtag that they've created called Everyone is Welcome. Hashtag Everyone is Welcome. We love Nando's. We love Nando's and they've, they've actually created a website that you can go to and you can download this poster, uh, brand free. So it doesn't say Nando's on it. It's just got a big heart and it says hashtag everyone is welcome. Yes. And you need to put that up in your offices, your shops, your wherever you are. And the whole, the whole thinking behind it. So the, the president elect mm. of America who is going to become president, President Trump, um, he, that sounds weird, him. Huh? He's got a lot of um, things that he's against, right? Mm. So he's building a wall between him and Mexico, yes. and he wants to kick out certain racial parties from America. He doesn't want to let immigrants in. But he has the reality. It is really like a real reality. Yes. We're all immigrants. We are. Everyone who is living in any sort of area in any land have moved there because of their forefathers. It's true. We're 
we're nomads. We're humans. We're, we walk. We travel. Mm-hmm. We want to see things. And We're Vikings. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of us are. <laughs> but the, the point is that we all come from somewhere and we all, you know, we're human. It's the just earth, nonsense. That's I what think, it is. I think the earth is all of ours. It is. And it doesn't matter no. where you were born. What color you are. What color you are. What race. What race. Sexual orientation. I feel like I'm just copying everything yes. you're saying. It doesn't matter because no, we're all human and the earth is ours. And we should be able to go wherever we want to. Before I was born, I didn't have some gatekeeper that sat there with a clipboard and mm. I went, cool. I want to be a white South African with brown eyes and I want to, I want to be 1.76 meters tall. Um, I want to have a, a face for radio. Like I didn't, I didn't do all of those check boxes and neither did anybody Definitely else. Not. So the fact that, that someone was born in Mexico, mm. they should be allowed to go where they want to go. True. I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I have no. It's, I might be in the minority. It shouldn't be like that. But Nando's believes it as well. So they're all encompassing. Hashtag everyone is welcome. And you know what? Everyone is welcome in our studio as well. Yes. If you ever want to join the conversation, where do they go, Kay? Where do they go? Gee, don't put me, like, put me on the spot. So what you can WhatsApp us on <laughs> 079-748-2090. Start there. Start there. Get involved. Yes. Everyone is welcome. <laughs> Um, okay, so moving on, every week we do the only, and I say this with so much heart because it really is, we are the only good news charting so show awesome. in South Africa and maybe even Africa. Is this working? Maybe even Africa. I think you're right. Could be. Um, so what we do is we collect all of the good news stories throughout the week and we search, we search and we search and we search mm-hmm. and we find our top stories for you. Mm-hmm. The whole idea behind it is, is, we want to give you something better to speak about when you're at the dinner table. We want to give you something better. Actually, just before before we get into the top five good yes. news stories, talking about dinner tables, mm. I made a New Year's resolution, which wasn't a New Year's Did resolution because I didn't write it down. We've spoken about my yes, other ones. Yes, we have. We have. This phone thing. Mm. I feel like my life has changed. The phone thing. Here's, Tell us about it. Here's where we are. I am on a new, new I'm on a new insurance company on my car. Yes. And they've put this little goodie into my car. Yes. That I'm not allowed to touch my phone. Mm-hmm. Ever. While you're driving. While I'm driving. Yes. If I touch my phone. While you're in your vehicle. Yes. If I touch my phone, then I lose points and then they get mad at me and I don't get feel back. And you pay more, don't you? Well, it's called gamification. You don't. Okay. So it's called gamification. So basically, I want a better score. Yes. That's okay. that's what it's all about. All right. But in the three months that I've been on this insurance company, I haven't touched my phone while driving. What I want to bring to every well, it's it's changed a lot of things because now at dinner, like I don't take my phone with me. Mm. It's in my pocket. Yes. I don't touch it. I'm I'm interacting with the people around me, who are friends. Yes. Eh? Yeah. So it's lacquer. But here is what I just on my drive into the studio this morning. There are so, so many people on their phones mm-hmm. while driving. I know. Oaks, I need to tell you, and I feel like it's such a silly thing to say because we should all know it. But you are, it's, it's so reckless to be not concentrating while you are in your vehicle. I experienced it the other day. I think it was yesterday on the highway. There was a guy in front of me and I actually thought the person was drunk. And then when I drove past, because um, I actually overtook them, because it was not safe for me to be driving next to or in front or behind this drunk person, and they were on their phone. So so here's what I'm going to ask everybody today. If you're listening and um, 
You like us because we're fun. We're a good bunch of people. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a tequila while yes, you put yes, your phone yes. down. Put your phone down. And we'll che- cheers to you putting your phone down. One, two, two three. Cheers! Why, Brent? Why? Can we have some lemon in the studio, please? Some salt. Um, some salt. Um, getting on to our top five good news stories of the week. We're going to start off with number five. New South African private school that costs less than government school. Yes, that you heard right. A new concept is taking South Africa by storm. Quality private education that costs less than an average government school. Okay, so, so, so I mean, it says average, right? Uh, there was a lot of backlash about this as well. Government schools can cost anywhere from 200 bucks a yes, month, yes. depending on what area you're in, mm. to like 30,000 rand Correct. a month. A government school. Yes. This school charges 19. Yes. 19,000 rand. Stationery is included. They've got all these great things that are included. The, the learning system mm. is all, um, collaborative. So they sit in classrooms and they get all this collaborative learning and then off they go to computers and they have to then work on the computer and the teacher's able then to look at the data on the computer to go, yes. you don't know what your colors are. In you don't, cause like, we're talking about kids now where they yeah. start in grade mm. one. So they can see it in real time. Like you don't know what your numbers are. You don't know what your alphabet is. Whatever that is. It's, it's a higher grade education system. Yes. Holistic still. Holistic still. Which is but, good. but it's a higher grade. So it's not mm. the same as South Africans government. Um, it's higher. It can get you into universities overseas. And they call it, I think they call it 21st century learning. Well, that's it. Yes. And it's, it's private school. Yes. Private school. Here's the biggest problem that South Africa faces right now is there's not enough place for kids in government schools. There right are 30,000 children that do not have. Right now. Right now. Right now. Don't have school. These, these two, um, geniuses yes. that have opened the school, they mm. got the MBAs. And after that, they were like, we are going to fix the education system in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this. If I had a kid, I wouldn't want to send them to private school because it's so flipping expensive. Private school can go up to 300,000 rand a year. Exactly. And that is the truth. How much do you have to earn to be able to throw, not throw, but throw money at your child mm-hmm. just for schooling almost 30K a month? Like how much would you actually have to earn them? So this thing, mm. it'll take you down to 1,900 rand per month. And you're getting private school. That is, wow. Okay, so um, I'm just going to read a little bit of this because I think it's important. The children of South Africa deserve an education that best serves their needs without any compromise. And now there's a school that offers everything that a private uh, that a private institution offers for less than what South Africans would pay for an average government school tuition. Spark Schools is a network of primary schools, private primary schools that provide high quality education at affordable costs. And this is what they say. We believe that every child should have the opportunity to succeed academically and to develop Holistically, we are un- we are united in one mission. Every Spark scholar should have the opportunity to go to university and to enter a career of their choice. I think this is so important, and it says here that their combination of traditional classroom teaching and technology-based learning in our learning labs allows our scholars to achieve globally comp- uh, competitive academic results. So, if I have to say, and and I just want to put a little um, T's and C's here. I don't choose the stories. No. That gets, that you, you choose them. Yes, right? I did. You I choose them. It. So I was on, I was on, uh, social media last week. And, yes. and I mean, we have to dig through quite a lot of stuff to find good news. Yes. And good things. And, and one of our very good friends, Mike Sharman, who's been on the show before. Yes. Um, he's, he owns Retroviral. Mm. He, 
posted about this and he'd gone, guys, if you're looking for a school. I saw it as well. Okay. So he posted about yes. it and then I, something in me sparked. Mm. See what I did there? Spark, spark, spark. So, so I wrote it and it literally went viral. It really did in a short space of time. People were sharing it left, right and center. Because it it's, a, it's the time as well. well it's the season. It's okay. Here's, here's the reality. Right time. Yes. Right information. That's it. It's, it's what, what South Africans needed mm-hmm. right now. They mm-hmm. want to know about these things. Especially before school. School started last week, some of them. Some not. Some not. Look, it's good news. And they're going into high schools and they're doing a whole bunch of really and awesome And they're just stuff. opening schools left, right and center. I'm going to get them in studio. I think that's a good we're gonna, idea. We're going to get them in studio so we can speak about that. Um, I want to move on to number four, please. Okay, no problem. Uh, please hold, your call is important to us. <laughs> Spectacular drone footage. There we of, go. Um, Harder Pierce Pits Dam with all 10 gates open. Yes. That's number four. Okay, aerial drone footage is being shared all over social media of Harder Pierce Pits Dam with all 10 gates open uh, after the heavy rains. Now, when I went into this video, I was thinking maybe 30 seconds, but five minutes later, I was like blown away. And the, how, the footage is crazy, yeah. <gasps> And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm worried it's going to get washed away. Because, I mean, they, they've done it, I mean, they've done it so well. And you just see the cars and the people that are watching this water. Okay, but what was going to get washed away? The drone. No, the drone, the drone survived. That guy. I know, the, the, that's why. The videographer, his name's in there. He's, he's amazing. He's a talented, like, I can't fly a drone. Uh, you actually have to have a license. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a license. But he did this whole drone footage of Hard Appears Put Dam. Um, as you, as you should know, we've been speaking about it quite often. Uh, South Africa is in the grips of what is one of the worst droughts since I think 1992 that we're dealing with right now. And, um, water's scarce. Yes. And, and recently we've had a heck load of rain that has fallen down and done great things for, for our environment. Um, I mean, just yesterday, uh, they released the stats that the Vol Dam is now sitting at almost 60%. I think, yes, it's gone up. It's gone over to 60. Over to 60. Yeah, so it's 60.5 or something like that. So all this rain is coming in. It's really, 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 really good news for our environment. But here's what I need to tell you. The water restrictions are still in place. Yes, they are. Even though you seeing all this rain, even though we're getting um, all these great stories of floodgates that are opening and, and sluice gates and, and rain falling and great things, uh, the water restrictions are still in place. And this is the reason why. The rain that we're currently ex- experiencing mm. is very marginal um, and could only last until April if it does last. Yes. The, 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 there's a good chance that it might not. Yep. So we've only got rain till April and then rain stops in Johannesburg. Gauteng. The rainy season is over. And it only comes back what is supposed to be September. But if you remember last year, no. there was no rain in September. Usually rains no on my birthday. No rain in October. Hardly any rain in no- November. And almost dry. nothing in December. Mm. So, so guys, the rain that we're experiencing now is fantastic. Stop watering your gardens. But that's the thing as well. They said that they, uh, they will look at lifting the water restrictions once the dam reaches 70%. That's another 10%. It's a lot. And if you think about how long it's taken us to get to this point, it's a lot more. 10% is a lot more. So, Heine Mayer, um, with your 
your drone footage. Well done. It really gives us a little bit of perspective. Well done. We're going to put that up online so that you can see it as well because mm. these are things that you need to be watching. What do we have at number three? JMPD officer goes viral for going the extra mile. Hashtag good cops. A JMPD officer story is being shared far and wide for helping a Joburger who was fearing for his life. This gentleman that was uh, driving in his car was obviously, I mean, he was being followed and they were flashing him and the roads were wet and um, he kept driving and he went a lot further than, I mean, he was supposed to get off at Allendale but kept driving to Malabongwe and um, his intention was obviously to go straight to police station. When he took Malabongwe, there was uh, this uh, metro police um police officer sitting there and when he stopped the driver said you know looked at him and he said well why are you stopping i didn't i didn't i didn't pull you over because because let's be realistic right i would never you wouldn't just stop no. next to a cop <laughs> most people in south africa try avoid them exactly and uh, when he said he was being followed the the um metro metro police officer actually offered to follow him home to make sure that uh, tendai got home safely I remember, so, I mean, this is a cool story, and the reason why we put it up there, and, and we reported on it, and the reason why people were sharing it, is because cops get such a bad rap. They really do, and, but that, this is one of the reasons why, um, why I chose this as well. So, Officer Williams, uh, Gregory, uh, good, good on to you, but, uh, on the 28th of December, my cousin's house got robbed in Centurion, and, um, we sat there and I said to him, um, you know, I brought the security and we, the security then phoned the police and I said to him, oh, wonderful, this is going to take the whole day because we would have to wait for the police to, to arrive. And it was quite a bad break and I mean, it wasn't pleasant at all. And I mean, not that they are at any time, but, uh, so, sometimes they're better than others. Yeah, security arrived and then they phoned the police, but security waited and they said, how long is this going to take? Are we going to be waiting the whole day for these police officers? They literally arrived within about 15 minutes of the call. And um, they came in. They were very helpful. They looked around. They did their thing. Um, they took notes. And they said to us, we'll send your case number when we get back to the um, to the station. Then I said to my cousin again, I'm like, oh, my word. This is probably going to take another few hours. No jokes. I mean, by, from the time that they left to the time they got back to the station was about 20 minutes. He had his case number almost immediately. They had SMSed it through to him. And then they told him that they were going to send someone for fingerprints. And the last time my cousin uh, was broken into, it took them a week to come take fingerprints. No jokes. It was less than an hour later. So that's why. I, that mean, is, I mean, it's good news, right? Okay. So during the, the, the festive season... Um, just to the cops, it's like big up to you guys. Everything is happening just so quickly and, and great. We would like the service is amazing. We love it. We're going to put all those stories up online so that you can read them. We got two more to go. What do we have at number two? South Africans stand together and shut all alleged racist posts down. Boom. Okay, so some guy just tried to take an innocent high school uh, initiation picture and turn it into another racist post, and the internet shut him down. As we all know, when we start school, we get initiated in grade grade. Grade eight. Eight, yes. But, but it's also, I mean, it's not, it's not hectic initiation. No, it's, we carried eggs. So, like, I had a watermelon fight, yes. and then I had to wear my clothing exactly. inside out. I had to carry around a brick and treat it like Ours a pet. Was an egg. So it, it was yeah. like, here's 
spot or whatever it was. Yep. And and these oaks at this boys' school, maybe it's a little bit more rougher because they're boys, but all they did was they tied the boys up to like a pole, yes. around a pole. We did that to a With teacher tape. when yes, we had we initiation. <laughs> we tied a teacher up. Um, it's just all in the name of fun. And it. I get it. Some people don't agree with initiation. Wherever you stand on initiation, the story is not about the initiation. No. It's about the fact that some guy took the post and he was like, I'm going to make this into a racist thing. How dare they do that to... Such uh, nonsense. But there, were, there was a white kid and a black yes, kid that were getting yes. it at the same time. The point is, is that the internet shut him down. Yes, and that's good. They were and like, we need no. To stop, we need to stop seeing color. It's, well, there's that whole group, right? Exactly. Colorblind. Yes. Colorblind. We need to We're going to put that story up online so you can get all the information and everything. This is the story that I really want to share with you. The number one story of the week. Kerry's chosen it right. And <sighs> if you are a business owner, you should turn off um, the station right now. Uh, sorry for you. If you're an employee, <laughs> boom. What do we have turn at number one? Here's how to take eight days leave in 2017 and be away from the office for 18 days consecutively. 2017 has structured um, our April public holidays in such a way that if you put in just eight days leave, you could take almost three weeks of holiday. You know, <laughs> to relive December holidays again. How cool is that? So the, I think the first day is like the 17th of April or something, right? Yeah, it's the 14th. Okay. So you put in your leave from the 14th of April and you'll only go back to school. No, it's before. No, 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 no. Oh, there it is. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So you put in leave from the 14th. So Thursday the 13th mm-hmm. is your last day in the office. And then you'll only be back in the office on the 2nd of May. How crazy. Go have a look. Go have a look at that calendar. I'm putting it up online right now because that's how we roll. Um, every week we get to bring you the top five good news stories of the week. It gives you something better to chat about when you are around the dinner table or the water cooler. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. You're tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central. It is Cliff Central's happiest hour. And every uh, every week we get to just meet incredible people that are doing amazing things for South Africa and the world. And um, changing one thing to change everything is what we do. Uh, this week is no different. We've got David Brown, the marketing manager of JAM South Africa. Jam. It's not Jam South Africa. It's Jam Africa, right? Well, there's Jam International and then Jam South Africa. Welcome to The Good Stuff, David. It's great to have you back in studio. Um, it's always fun to hang out and, and listen to the amazing work that you guys are doing. Uh, for those listeners that might not know about Jam, can you give us a little bit about what you guys do? Sure, Brent. But first, there's something really important I have to do. Go for Happy it. unbirthday. Happy unbirthday. <laughs> no, you say there's seven days of birthday. So sorry. Happy second day of your birthday. Happens. It's my, the second day of my birthday. I'm coping okay. I think I'll make it to next week, Monday. Okay. Then one second thing is if you're drinking tequila at this time of the morning, I think there's a fine system. We feed a child for 50 rand a month. I think both of you are fined 50 rand per tequila. That you consumed during well, the show today. Then a hundred percent. I am. I'm doing it. I am. Uh, oh, I've got to carry on. Sorry, I keep clicking the wrong one. It's okay. I'm, uh, I'm doing it. Then I will do it. I, agree. I will. Me too. I will accept your fine system. And I can tell you this: it's like Christmas, right? Um, Christmas is not about receiving gifts. It's, it's about, about giving. giving. And I think uh, for my birthday, um, it's the same. So, so I want to give back. And a hundred percent, you've got me on board. Um, I won't even call it a fine. I'm going to call it a gift. I'm going to. I'm going to help. Fantastic, Brian. Because. It. 
It's amazing. Thanks, Kerry, because it's amazing what impact that has of feeding a child for a month. So let me kick back into your question. Jam and Jam International, we were founded in 1984, so we've been around now for 33 years. We started our work in Mozambique Mm. back in 1984, just after the peace accord was signed between uh, South Africa and Mozambique, which brought the war to an end. And our founder, Peter Pretorius, went into Mozambique, was stranded there for 10 days with no food, no water, uh, no change of clothing, and seeing 30 people buried per day. And that changed his life completely. And he committed himself to helping the children of Africa. So we started our work in Mozambique, shortly spread it to Angola, then from there to Rwanda immediately after the genocide. We we worked with uh, helping at least 12,000 children be reunited with families and communities and built an orphanage for 700 children. Then from there to South Sudan, and we're still working there, feeding over 700,000 people every day in South Sudan currently. And then our work in South Africa really started about six years ago. And our focus in South Africa is on early childhood development. And we've grown in six years from feeding 6,000 children to more than 90,000 children in preschools every day. Sure. Those, those numbers are absolutely incredible, but they're also incredibly sobering mm. to know that we live in a country um, – where and and that's not the number because there's still loads of other kids that need to be fed, right? It's, Correct. You guys, you guys are helping with Correct. the ninety thousand, yeah. but to hear that there are ninety thousand little mouths in our home that that can't be fed is incredibly sad. Correct. It's a, it's well, a sad no- realization. With ninety thousand in South Africa, we are only scratching the surface. Uh, research has shown that twenty six percent of children under six in South Africa are stunted. That's a reality in South Africa. And stunted means they're not getting enough nutrition for proper brain development or proper physical development. That means they can't learn and they can't play as children normally would. That 26% of under six children translates to at least 1,9 million children. Mm. Now, can you imagine the impact for South Africa in the long term of those 1,9 million children going into a schooling system ill-prepared, undernourished, not able to learn, they're going to be a burden on society. They will never take their rightful place. And we really believe children deserve a better future. That's our work in getting nutrition to those children. And and by the nutrition getting to children, um, you would collect donations then? Or how does it really work on the funding side of feeding these kids? Yeah. Uh, Jam South Africa is funded from South Africa. So we reliant on South African, South African corporates, uh, individuals, foundations, trusts. And we feed a child for 50 rand a month or 600 rand a year. 50 Can't rand a month. It. 50 rand a month. What's that? Two That's cappuccinos. That's a key. You know, you put it, you, you make it so, um, relevant because what is 50 rand a month? And, and that could feed a human being for a month. Correct. And the kind of impact it has, you know, we really, we had a campaign recently called Real and Amazing. And real is the need that we have out there, but real is also the impact that we can have. Amazing is the incredible generosity of South Africans, that South Africans, when they hear about us, are prepared to assist and help and feed another child or another two children. We often challenge families, you know, a family of four. Feed a family of four. 
beautiful, beautiful. full and you know I'll have in here the problem with the radio you can't see it too well but we, every child gets fed out of a red bowl yes and that red bowl is a bowl of food every day for the child but as we were told by an elderly gentleman in one community that's not just a bowl of food it's a bowl of food that's a changed life exactly wow jeepers um, okay, so we, we're collecting money. I'm going to give you money for my birthday. <laughs> Me too. Uh, how do people go about getting involved and assisting? Okay, uh, one of the easiest ways is to go and visit our website. Um, so jamsa, J-A-M-S-A dot coza. And we say there are three ways of getting involved. The one way is to share your wallet. So is funding saying I will feed a child, one child a month, two children a month, whatever it might be, signing up for a debit order. Um, debit orders are really great because it's easy to give. You don't have to remember it every month and so on. And all, I, I'm, just, I'm just going to say that if you look at your, your bank accounts or your, your bank fees or whatever, if your bank had to take 50 rand off every month, you wouldn't even notice it. Quite most correct. most people would not know that is so true. generally. So if you and I'm going to put up a debit order, I am going to do this. And thank you, and it's, we appreciate it. Well, it's not just because you put me on the spot. <laughs> um, no, really, is this is this one child per tequila this morning? Well, maybe it could be. It <laughs> I won't argue to that. Um, the the point is is that I want to give back, and if I can in my own little way, um, I would love to. So I'm going to assist in whatever way I can. Um, and putting a debit order, you don't notice it because it just sort of goes off. I I've heard horror. Stories of where people have forgotten that they were paying something somewhere along the line, and they've been given giving some cell phone network like three hundred rand a month for the last ten years without knowing. Shocker! So th- those things are real, and if we use uh, what we have right now, whatever that is, however we can help, um, we can assist in helping another person's development, which I think is really absolutely. Important. Uh, before we get into the other things that we could do. Um, does it have to be 50 rand? Because like, what if no, a family could only no, afford no. 10? No. no. For example, we do have an SMS line. So people can also SMS, and I'll give you the number shortly. Um, and the SMS, if they just SMS jam to this number, which I'll give to you, then uh, it's a donation of 30 rand. Okay. And, you know, that's a contribution to that. Every rand makes a difference. Exactly. And we work really hard as an organization to try and maximize the contribution that's going to go directly to food. food. So corporates out there who are listening, we really have to obviously run an organization. We need uh, computers to run the organization. We need cell phones so our people can gather yes. data out in the field. All of our overhead that we can also get sponsored by corporates. We've got to run trucks to deliver food. Uh, we need fuel for those. So any contribution in kind is also welcome mm. because it means the cash that we get, more and more of it, can, can go actually to the go food. to the food. Go to the food, and, that, and that's what correct, it's all about. Yeah. So we can share money. We can share goods if we have them. Um, what about our time? Time, also incredible. Because let me take it a little bit further. Our first our first issue that we believe with preschool children we must address is the nutrition because preschool children or any child without nutrition as I said cannot learn cannot play correctly let me project that from preschool children to those children entering school we tested children some years back who were going to be going into grade one in the formal education system and we found that these children from a from an informal settlement could recognize less than three letters of the alphabet, sure. and they were going into grade one. I contrast that with my daughter, who her first day in grade one came home the most excited little child, and she said, "I can read." 
She had a book in her hands and she could read that book because she had had the proper preparation in preschool years. But the children are, uh, don't have access to the education, sufficient access to education. But I, it doesn't matter what I throw at them in terms of educational resource and training and classroom work. If they don't have the nutrition, they can't learn properly. Mm. Once the nutrition's in place, then we start addressing other things such as the infrastructure. So many of the, the care centers children are in in informal settlements are shacks that are unsafe because they corrugated iron, the rough corners, they're really bad. They damp when it's been raining. They are baking hot in summer, freezing cold in winter. They're dull. They're not well ventilated. So they're not healthy and they're not safe and they're not stimulating. So what we do is with funding from corporates and individuals, we do what we call makeovers. And that is an extreme makeover is where we rip down the, the shack and we put up decent buildings. That are safe, wow. etc. That's amazing. Yeah, which is, and it's a real privilege to see those children's faces when they come back to their care centre after the makeover has been done, and wow. they say, see this environment. It's little faces. They don't want to go home. But to me, that's aspirational. Totally. They've actually seen something of what it could be like, but they've seen other people touch their lives and make a contribution. Then the third area is the caregivers looking after these preschool children are some of the most committed and dedicated heroes of our nation. Mm. They, they're selfless in the way they look after these children, but they're not teachers. And so what we look for is support and funding for them to be properly trained as preschool teachers so that they, they can prepare giving the kids the right tools. And giving them the right tools. And then the final thing we look at is getting su- support from the community. So that's the uh, parents, that's mm. the community leaders, it's the municipal inspectors and all of the people that surround them so that they're supporting early childhood development. So a long-winded way. How can people give their time? They can come and help us with makeovers. They can come and help painting, <laughs> laying out gardens, uh, laying out playgrounds, um, uh, and let them push back to their organizations. And that, saying, I'm not going to take all that leave. You know what? I'll, I'll let you off. But in return, you need to do a makeover for me in this thing. 100% giving back to the community. And it's not about money. It's about time. It's about your effort. It's about just giving back with your hands, our God-given hands. Correct. Um, David, is this, is this your day job? Do you do this every day? I do this every day. I have the wonderful privilege. I've been doing it full time. I worked on a pro bono basis for Jam, helping them for many, many years. And for the last eight years, I've been, uh, I've given all of my time That's and amazing. I do this all day, you, every you, day. You, you're incredibly passionate and it comes off when you're talking. Yes. Um, what inspired you to get involved? Just seeing the need really, Brent, you know, but it started with seeing the need in the rest of Africa. But then shortly after that, starting to see the need in South Africa. You know, the statistics are shocking and most South Africans don't know it. The, one of the biggest things that I do, um, I do talks around the country mm. with regards to, to Cliff Central and Random Acts of Kindness and all of those things that I, that I do. And I've got a slide where I pick up, um, on what, uh, general South African uh, has to go through money wise. And the audience is always this like, <gasps> in shock. At, at the stats in the country. But the reality is, is that it's real. Yeah. Correct. And, and the only reason you don't know about it is because you don't know. Um, you know, when we're, when we're driving around the streets of South Africa, uh, in our fancy cars, uh, listening to radio stations, um, you can see poverty all around us. 
there's people begging on every street. When you drive past a, a shanty town, you can see the devastation of a the poverty. A lot of people are desensitized. Well, it is desensitized, but the point is, is that it's right in front of us. That's it. And, and when you bring those stats up, like yeah. you've said about the children, 1.3 mil, um, sure. it's devastating. It's really devastating. I think, Brent, the other is there, are, there is a portion of our population who does not want to see it. Well, it's, e- it's easier, right? It's true. It's, Quite correct. It's disgusting to say that, but it's easier not to. It's yeah. easier not to. Um, but this, so we spoke about, just before you came on air, um, the plan for JAM is to end hunger in our lifetime. Mm. To fight to end hunger in our lifetime. Correct. And it's possible. How do we do that? Correct. Well, uh, there's, a, there's a couple of ways of doing that. And in the rest of Africa, we really focus on trying to, de- or not trying to, but on developing agriculture. So, for example, in Mozambique, we have a teaching farm, Amazing. which produces both maize and soya and other crops. But the maize and soya are used to manufacture the highly nutritious porridge, porridge that we use for feeding. Um, we're doing a similar thing in other parts of Africa as well, but at the same time developing farmers mm. and working with government that land is granted to farmers so that farmers will produce, ensuring that there are offtake agreements for those farmers so that they can sell some of their crop and it's used in feeding those m- m- most in need. But, of course, they can sell their crop to other areas and become really good commercial farmers. That starts stopping hunger. Our South African approach is education. Because if we can get South Africans properly educated, if we can get not the kind of matric results that we saw at the end of last year. Yeah, just a a couple of weeks ago. Just a few weeks ago. If we can really have this 25% of the population which is stunted being properly prepared to go into grade one, into the formal education system and succeed in that education system, that will eradicate poverty because we'll be breeding the next level of entrepreneurs. And we can. Well, that's that's We can certainly do it. That's exactly what Nelson Mandela said. Education is the most powerful tool we have that we can use to change the world. And if we take that literally and we put it into all the work that we're doing, exactly what you guys are doing, educating our nation, they will make a difference. Quite correct. And the feeding of the children is a means to education. It encourages parents to ensure that the children are going to an, a care center, are staying at the care center, are attending the care center, and are going to be pre- better prepared. So it's not just the food as a re- short-term relief. It's actually creating a longer-term mm. solution to the problems that we have. Man, oh, man. I love what your organization does. So I do really we feel that you're making a huge difference and in I South Africa and Africa. And I see those little red bowls everywhere. When we do. So, Kerry does a lot of work with charities and orphanages and in and around uh, South Africa. And so you see them actually in the. See the red bowls. So, especially in Dipslut, we've been to Dipslut, we've been to Orange Farm. And a lot of them, they reuse red bowls. And there's red bowls there. And I mean, it's, it's amazing to see because there's like piles of them. Okay. Yeah. Jam was here. Yeah. That's really become our signature. Yes. We now, now you see them all over the country. Mm. We started our work initially in Gauteng. We have now just received funding. One of our biggest funders is KFC, the Ad Hope program, which is absolutely superb. They funded our expansion into Mpumalanga, which is starting right now. Next week, our first load of food will be in Mpumalanga. And that's our ninth province. It really it is incredible. The whole country. But, but that just means that you've just opened up another door to giving back to jam. Mm. If you eat fast food and if you're going to visit the KFCs for, just that, add. for that dirty bird at 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> just add. add two rand. Even more. Come but on. but it, that's what add hope it's is. Two it's two rand. rand. It's, two I mean, rand. it's just it's two rand. Yeah. 
Super and that's cool. a fantastic contribution. But we have organizations, and that's another way people can help, is look at their organization and how they're giving. For example, a lubricant supplier called Liquimoli. Yes, For every yes. product they sell, 10 rand goes towards the education and nutrition of children. That's incredible. Which is incredible. So there are countless ones, like uh, uh, examples of that. And for organizations who are linking to, and that's something else that can be done, is payroll giving. Where mm. organizations challenge their people and say, if you feed a child, we'll deduct it from your salary every month and send it to jam. Mm. But what we'll do is for every child you feed, We'll feed another one. That's amazing. So the employee's 50 rand becomes 100, 100 rand. One IT two. company is doing it two times. That's so, so clever, it and it's for companies to see. If people want to get all the information about your partners and how they get involved and how they can make a difference, where do they go? They can call me. My telephone number is 082-552-1301. Very brave giving your cell phone out on air. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, I, I believe in the good in people, Brent. I really do. You know, and I think that's what your show is all about. Totally. And we just get people doing incredible things for our organization once they know about it and once they challenge. Well, I hope involved. your phone turns into a switchboard. Then. So do I. Thank and just, you. just the website so that people can get hold of you as well. And the website is jamsa.co.za. It's that simple. I'm going to put all of that up online. David Brown, Marketing Manager of Jam, thank you for joining us in studio today. That is the good stuff on Cliff Central. I can't believe an hour has just passed by. It's, uh, it's a little bit crazy. Um, you've tuned into the good stuff. We spent the whole hour focusing on good news, inspirational stories. I mean, Jam it's is such amazing. a great charity. We're mm. going to put all of that online so that you can see uh, all of the good stuff that we've spoken about. This show was brought to you by Brand South Africa Play Your Part Initiative. Brand South Africa, inspiring new ways. If you want to play your part and get involved or know someone who possibly wants to as well, visit www.brandsouthafrica.com. .com for more info. We need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together, and I'm talking about life. Yes. And the only way we'll get through it is together. I want to leave you with this today, a little something that you can carry throughout the week. Remember that maybe your superpower is just remembering that every new day could feel like the start to a new year. A new mood, a new attitude, a new goal, a new perspective, a new mission, or a new adventure. Every day holds the possibility of a new opportunity to be the most kick-ass version of yourself possible. That's the good stuff for this week. If you want to tune into any of the other shows, just visit uh, www.cliffcentral.com. Everything lives there. Our shows are always available for you to download. And I say this every week. Some of our shows, um, we've spoken about good news a year ago that's only trending on your social media right now. Wow. So if you want to go pick up on all the shows, www.cliffcentral.com. This is the good stuff. And uh, have a terrific Tuesday, yeah? Have a good birthday week. Cliffcentral.com